Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda, it's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What Show. It is December 19th, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard and Jan Shaw. And uh, I think they're both here. Jan is Dolly. Jan here? Yeah? Jan? Dolly's here. here. Are you guys here? I am. Oh, I got you muted. (laughs) You can't say anything to anybody if I got you muzzled. I took your mask off. I took your mask off. You can talk now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was being so proud of myself because I was able to uh, not have the, you know, ring, ring, ring from Skype going over the airways, but I forgot that I had kept you muted. <laughs> so, just a typical day. It's a good thing because I still had Jan's uh, show on when you connected me, and so it's a good thing you had me muted. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because we would have heard your mic, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jan, uh, God, I'm so glad you're here because that I wanted to tell you to your face, that was just a, an amazing presentation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a bit different. I mean, my, you know, my routine for the week is I'm just following all the news. It <laughs> takes up a lot of time. And I always do it on my tablet so that I can, you know, if I see a, an article, I just open it in Chrome. And then by the end of the week, I have got so many tabs open <laughs> in the browser. And I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to include? And I just happened to come across this post of Simon's update, which was for today. And I thought, well, you know, to be honest, a lot of people that listen are possibly already seeing some of the uh, articles that I would refer to and um, so that's why I did it the way I did it this week but also you know that article that well the PDF which I shared in the chat room actually on this interpretation of of, uh, Operation Warp Speed I found very interesting and I really suggest that people look at that because in the section where it's actually going through the meaning and the interpretation of each word, um, it is extremely interesting. And it's very much about um, how you, particularly in in a kind of societal sense, you have to have good laws and you have to have the good the application of the laws and what we've been seeing is we've we've had the good laws in the form of the constitution but what the author and i have no idea who authored it is saying that there's been so many attempts to undermine that you know we've seen the democrats trying to get rid of the first amendment through the censorship the second amendment you name it they're trying to change the good laws to take people's rights away and then also they're not applying the existing laws and we're seeing that with all these um, cases being thrown out that relate to the 
voter fraud and everything else and you know we're still waiting for all these indictments to be unsealed and for people to be held accountable um and it's fairly obvious that we've got so much corruption in the courts <laughs> so it's it's very interesting about how this is all broken down oh sorry sorry nancy i was banging on my desk because when i get passionate about a subject i start banging <laughs> i knew exactly what you were doing you know but and I'm, I'm putting out the vibes you know stop jam but you were so into what you were doing i said i better message you <laughs> other people might not have been hearing it but you know i am the producer i i strive for you know perfection yeah right <laughs> i heard it but i was i was taken in her her emphasis oh okay okay um, good all right so yeah. i may well you can then continue if dolly likes it <laughs> yeah well it really talked about walk and woof being the elements of of weaving now i've heard it walk and weft not warp and woof but what he's saying is the warp is the vertical strands of the of whatever the fabric is being made of and that represents the actual law legal system the laws and then the woof is the crosswise threads and then you get you know the fabric of the legal system i mean it's obviously uh, an interpretation but you know if you destroy either the warp or the wet woof then you're destroying the fabric of the system and that's basically what's been going on yeah it's, it's quite complex in some respects so that's why i suggest people actually download it and uh read it through um and it does include some quotes from the gospels and the, the bible and so on in well, terms of spiritual interpretation uh this is really one of those synchronistic kind of things because on last Radio 5G I did on Wednesday, this fellow who started up um, the, uh, oh, what's his name now? Washington, Cal Washington, started up the In uh, Power Movement. And I, I had heard about him, but I did not know anything about him. And so I was kind of like, I don't know what this guy, who he is, you know, nothing. But, oh, my gosh, what a rabbit hole he took us under, down. Now, it starts out with him having uh, people default on a something or other, and he goes to sue him, and the, the lawyer he gets just took everything he had and nowhere in the courts. Then he started doing it himself. To make a long story short, he got into an amazing conversation about the Bible being actually a legal document, a contract. And that the dark side absolutely believes that that is the contract of how they must operate. And oddly enough, what he's invoking in the legal documents, and you have to become a member, you have to pay to get in there. But I'm okay with that because Michael Henry Dunn actually asked him about that. Why are you doing that? Because it's, it's almost impossible to figure out what he's doing. And he said, you know, because of energy turns out he's a real intense metaphysician and he was guided in the story if you haven't heard it it's radio 5g and get it in the archives um listen to it because it really blew my mind but what he was 
you know, stipulating and citing biblical verses was the laws that these people have to, uh, you know, adhere to. If they were to break one of these laws, the entity that would they would have to then face is the archangels. And he actually sort of threatens with the archangels being who they have to deal with if they, you know, ignore what he's saying in these legal briefs. So now you're saying, you know, this guy has come out and said very, very much the similar thing, you know, is that this is all turning out to be really uh, a cosmic legal reform to me. You mean the Bible has? No, yeah. Oh, yeah, let me tell you this, Dolly. So I'm telling this to Irma, my translator, my Russian translator, and she says, and she's Jewish, and she says, well, you know, the Jewish people know this. There's 613 laws in the Bible. I had never heard that before. No, no. I hadn't heard that either, but heck, you, you can tell there's laws in there just by uh, uh, Ten Commandments. Everyone's heard there's Ten Commandments. Well, he was but, reading verses, and but and that I'd heard actually before, but the way he was reading it, like a legal document, you're going like, oh my God, this is so obvious, <laughs> you know? But if you're not looking at it that way as a legal document that the dark side actually um, is firmly believes is true. And not only that, but he sued the Queen of England in one. <laughs> and he, he, he said he heard that she was screaming and hollering and swearing, but she had to do it because of the way the legal document was presented. What did he win? What did he saw for? He didn't get into the details. Oh. You know, we, well, it was only two hours, and by that time, when he really got into it, it was like, I mean, I, I could I could listen to this guy for 100 hours and still have questions, you know? But I, I, what I'm saying is we've got this synchronistic thing happening with the question of the, of the legal system because we, you know, well, those of us that have looked at the at, at history... You can see that the the real problem in uh, maintaining the, the the republic through the constitution is that common law courts did not that was not what was fed to us. We got the admiralty courts, and in admiralty courts, the, all the rights of the individual are taken away. If we had been under common law then it would have been much more difficult for them to have gotten as far as they got because really it's three houses, you know. You got the, the House and the Senate and you got the executive branch and you got the judicial branch. You need that no matter what kind of a situation you're in. You have to be able to control the legal branch in order to take over, to take control. So by taking and making it now legal and, in fact, mandatory by the executive orders and the uh, national defense uh, authorizations that he's been doing for the last at least two years, setting up the military as being the court system that these people are going to be tried in, that's common law court. That's not admiralty court. <laughs> so, you know, it's a whole new ball game. 
And you know, I I I always want because you alluded to this, Jan, um, about the you know, all these judge. How many judges did he put into place? Three hundred and some odd judges. Are any of these judges the ones that are looking at these cases? You know, well, or influencing these cases because by throwing them out, you're actually feeding into the narrative of, okay, the judicial system is really screwed up and they are part of the problem. And, you know, to make people understand why the military courts are, are, are the best way of going. It's not yeah. a military coup. It's, it's the enforcement of law. That's what Simon Parks was talking about when he was saying that, you know, the exposure of the courts in terms of, you know, throwing out these cases is actually um, making the case for, for marshal, the court marshals, in effect, for the military tribunals because, you know, it's a bit like, you know, that statement that fraud vitiates everything that if you've got, you know, some evidence of corruption in the court, then that is the justification for taking the, the cases outside of the court system. I was, I was thinking, uh, I know they wanted to go into this, the, the is the Supreme Court the highest court there is in our land? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. where they were wanting to take the cases about the voter frauds. I knew that. But then as things have been progressing and these judges have said, no, we don't even want to hear this. Uh, I was wondering, is that why they wanted to go all the way to the top to show every, all these uh I, I can't think of a nice name. All these assholes, uh, <laughs> judges, all the way up the courts to the Supreme Court, expose these guys as many as they can, and uh, then they get the whammy. The judges get the whammy. That could be it, because, you know, if you think about what Lynn Wood's been posting on Twitter about Roberts, um, I mean, it has been questioned whether the story is true about you know some uh court clerk uh, hearing uh the shouting by roberts inside the room where they're discussing the case yeah um it's being questioned because the response by the there's an article just um i think it was epoch times uh, which was a response by the supreme court to these claims about what Roberts was, you know, Roberts was screaming and blah, 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 um, was that they actually haven't been meeting in person uh, because of COVID. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, well, even if they're not in, in person, if they're doing a Zoom or something like that, if the clerk was, you know, present when... Roberts was on the Zoom call even, and they started screaming. You can still hear that, even if they may not all be in the same room. So, you know, there's, there's, there's always questions about these things. But as people have said, 
Lynn Wood is a defamation lawyer, so he's not going to come out with stuff um, at the risk of being sued. He's only going to come out with stuff that he has, you know, pretty solid evidence is true. He is a weird guy, isn't he? <laughs> I've only seen him do that one press conference that he did with um, Powell. Mm -hmm. But he just struck me as being, I mean, he was telling people not to vote. Yeah. Because it was going to be stolen again, you know, and I'm going like, that doesn't sound like the message anybody wants to give. And that blew up and, you know, the president was, don't listen to my friends. <laughs> well, because now it's filed this, uh, this case, this lawsuit um, challenging Georgia on using the same Dominion machines for the runoff. Because, you know, if they were fraudulent in the election, the general election, the 11-3 election, then using the same fraudulent things is not, you know, not going to return a legitimate result. Although, you know, Simon Parks was saying that the, the machines have been disconnected from the Internet and from, which means they can't be manipulated externally, but that doesn't say that the software isn't still working from the algorithm or the, you know, the weighted factor. So, I don't know. I mean, there's so much going on, I can't keep up with it, to be honest. <laughs> but I still believe it's all going to come out in our favour. I very much do. Uh, well, yes, I, I agree with you there. Um, there are, well, I was telling, I was talking to somebody, and I was saying, you know, I said, there's so many layers to the story that if you just follow one layer, it's like, oh, well, that sounds like it's ending well. Oh, well, that one looks like it's ending well, you know. But if you just look at what's happening and you don't really kind of have access to people like you, Jan, I mean, you make things really clear, uh, to explain some of this away, you're just, you're just seeing, you know, this, like today, Okay, I had a conversation with Sandy. Now, Sandy's the girl that I go over and stay in her house when I have the floods. And she is an anti-Trumper. But she doesn't go into any kind of a rage. She just goes absolutely stone silent. <laughs> she will not engage, which I very much honor, you know. But today, I, I said to her, I said, look it. I said... I'd rather be accused of being paranoid than stupid. And I said, do you have enough dog food to go through an emergency? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, you know, and so we talked about dog food stuff. And I couldn't believe that she actually sat there and let me give her a very brief analysis of what the situation really is. And her willingness to listen to me I've never seen before and I mean I got into it you know well the reason that I that I actually did was because um, I was notified by my Russians that um, they're they're all in the belief that there is a 
shutdown coming, but that it's a world shutdown. It's going to happen, you know, all over the place at the same time, and it'll usher in a thousand years of blessed peace and whatever. But they're focusing very much that this will happen before January 6th, because January 6th is when the House, well, I guess the House and the Senate, have to confirm the presidential election. So basically they say, okay, yeah, we agree with the Electoral College, but there is an out. And, you know, the more we go down this this road and the more I learn about what the Constitution says, I am really impressed with our founding fathers because they had all sorts of little ways of ga gaining back control. And so there, if only, it only takes one congressman and one senator to say, no, I cannot certify that election, and it can't be certified. Now, I'm not exactly sure, now that I'm thinking about it, what happens if that happens, but that's the magical date. Well, then they vote. The, the actual, there's a one vote per state, and the Republicans currently control 30 states, I believe, and the Democrats only can, or, or have so many votes. Anyway, the Republicans have more than the Democrats. So if it comes to that vote, then Trump would win, assuming that all the Republicans vote for Trump. Well, uh, that's, that seems to, yeah, that seems to conform to what the Russian message was, and that they'll um, essentially enact a martial law because, of course, this will throw all those bad guys into a frenzy mm -hmm. with, with looting and all that stuff, you know, keep it under control. But I also was impressed with whoever said it, I'm not even sure, you said it, but I'm not sure which of those articles, um, concerning the infiltration into Antifa and uh, the, whatever that is, B... That was Simon, part of Simon's update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black yeah, Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Because I felt very strongly that 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 would, had to be happening because it just that's that's what the military does, <laughs> you know. Because you know the the BLM uh, site. I'm pretty sure it was BLMBlackLivesMatter.com. That was the one that was redirecting to um, Biden's Act site. Blue. Ba Act Blue. Well, the, the donate there was one site or maybe it was antifa.com that was redirecting to biden's website oh really i think that was the what that must have been the way it worked and then of course the blm donations went to act blue that then funneled that into the various democratic campaign funding so you know it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of standing back because I'm a big, I'm, I'm very into the detail, but I'm also the big picture person. And I'm looking at all this different news that's coming out. And it's like I said, there's this drip of all the things relating to China. Because, of course, you know, all the, the mainstream media does is go on about Russia, Russia, Russia. Well, there was a tweet from... Uh, Trump today, I think it was today, um, basically talking about the, the cyber
war, you know, I think related to solar winds hacking everything. And he basically said it's not as bad as the mainstream media is making out. And it also, also they're saying it's Russia, Russia, Russia. It may not be Russia. It, it could well be China. So it's building up this case relating to foreign interference in the election and the fact that it's China all over the place, you know, and uh, the the Dems have been trying to divert everybody's attention to thinking it's Russia when actually it's China. And, I mean, now McConnell's been linked to China. His wife is Chinese, his sister-in-law Chinese, of course, and they've got all these deals with China. And... Um, and then we have the two recent arrests of people linked to Epstein. We've got the French um, model agency guy, I've forgotten his name, and then we have the Canadian um, billionaire arrested who was also um, linked to sex trafficking and so on. So I'm seeing all of these things, um, and you've got photos of um, Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, with the, I think it was the Canadian guy. But all the kind of links are being made here, and it's such a complex web that the White Hats are having to put together so that they can just take down the whole damn thing. They can't leave any cells of the bad guys, so they've got to take down everything. I mean, it's just so phenomenally complex, but that's, you know, it's by looking for all these signs that you realise that, you know, people thinking, oh, gosh, you know, we're, Trump's lost and, you know, people calling for him to concede, of course they are, because they want the deep state and they're being paid for it. But, um, you know, I look at it from a place of, um, I was going to say neutrality. I'm, I'm somewhat looking at it from a place of detachment. That's the word I was looking at. So basically say, okay, what's going on here? What, how does that fit with that and this fit with that? And it's, it's fascinating to watch. And, and the thing is, what I also found interesting is... Q has been completely silent, apart from that one drop, which was, I think, um, the end of last week, and it was simply um, a link to a music video that somebody had put all these, you know, Trump-related images onto, of, we ain't going to take it anymore. <laughs> I've forgotten the, the group that it was, but really good video put together. Um, he's Trump. Sorry, Q has been silent. It's like, well, he's often they're often silent when they're going through a major operation, and also it's just keep people focused on what they're seeing instead of being distracted by the the other stuff. But it's I find it very exciting. You know, Simon Parks was saying, this is really exciting. I think it's really exciting to see this play out and to know that we're on track for a completely different paradigm when all of this is done. 
Well, you, you remember I just said about the layers that um, Solar Wind uh, Software Company has got links to uh, Obama and Clinton, Hillary. You know, and it's like and China. You yeah. know, so so it's like it, it, it's one of those things. You know, it's like. If we're right, then we're getting, you know, like drops uh, to lead us to certain conclusions, which is, oh, those are, those guys are really screwed. And somebody said to me, I'm not even sure, maybe it was you, Jan, but somebody said to me that, no, I know who it was, and it's not you, but that these people are doing all of these insane things. And specifically, it was being referenced to Australia, because this person was from Australia. Is from Australia, and they said that all of these insane restrictions they're putting on everybody are understandable if you understand that if they lose, they're dead. Mm. Well, look so at what's happening in the UK now as well. What's Can happening there? Canceling Christmas. <laughs> they, oh, they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, who was it? Somebody in the chat room shared a link to tomorrow's papers. Uh, Hopey. It, yeah, hope. Um, and that's showing, because, of course, there we're, well, in my case, seven hours behind. Um, but they're showing tomorrow's headlines. Uh, and it's all about, you know, fast-spreading COVID-19 wrecks Christmas. Christmas is cancelled by surging mutant virus. Um, it's it's crazy and somebody posted on Twitter a video of St Pancras station in London with all these people trying to escape from, from London because apparently they've been set, allocating certain tiers to, to counties based on number of cases and that determines how severe the lockdown is so all these people trying to get out of london because they're going to be locked down under tier four restrictions it's uh, it's crazy <laughs> that is crazy mm-hmm. but you know the point being is that you, it, it, they are in a state of desperation i mean if you Either these people are, you know, some kind of automated robots that are playing out a part because they're being so stupid about everything. I mean, okay, so we know, we knew that Nancy Pelosi was holding back the stimulus package because she didn't want to help Trump. We knew that. Mm. The demands she was making were insane. You know, bail out all the blue cities. You know, I mean, like, you know, $4 trillion is what she wanted. $4 trillion. And the Republicans are going, we're not going to bail out the blue states. This is crazy. What are you, what are you even talking about, you know? Um, so you, you, you got her going through that, and we understood it. But she proudly stood up and said, oh, well, we can pass the stimulus now because I was just holding it back before the election to hurt Trump said it and a much reduced package yeah under a trillion yes and now they now they only want to give the people six hundred dollars instead of the twelve hundred dollars that they gave us the last time (laughs) Uh, 
it, it's it, but but I'm saying that it's just like they're they're running around showing themselves and and the fact that Sandy was so willing to listen to me for the first time ever makes me think that is even the people that are I don't think she's a you know deranged trumper you know that type of person but those people that didn't like Trump didn't understand what he was doing saw him as a you know a terrible human being um now they're beginning to understand the full scope of it, but at least they're willing to listen to me. My yeah. dentist, the same thing. The hygienist had warned me, he's not a Trumper. Don't talk to him about Trump, because my hygienist is. And we got into a conversation, and the guy was like, well, I voted for him in 16, but not in 20. He's such a narcissist and went into the kind of Trump derangement thing. And I said, yes, but, and all of a sudden he was back with me, and he would listen to me. So I see a great amount of awareness um, go- coming up, you know, that there might be more people going like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that that happened versus, you know, oh, I'm all Trump, no Trump. I think that, you know, this that going through this exercise of letting him pick his, his cabinet, you know, and who those people are. Which is absolutely <laughs> insane. Insane. Well, I mean, I think- he's read somewhere about there's a lot of democrat voter remorse at the moment <laughs> i'm sure there is yeah um so they're gonna i think that there's going to be more people that each actually voted against trump that are going to say okay i've got the message oh thank god he's not going to go away because he can't he took an oath to protect the republic and if he leaves the republic is damned he can't, he can't leave. I was just thinking, thought popped into my head, that um, concealing the Biden, Hunter Biden stuff, the, the laptop from hell, actually served a purpose. I believe that Trump is in control of both sides at the moment. I think he's playing both sides because... He needed to let this election go through and, and to, appear, to appear that he lost in order to expose everything, the, the election fraud, the, the rhinos and the deep state players in the Republican Party, as well as the Democrat Party. And, um, you know, he, he wanted the, the Biden concealment of the laptop stuff played it's played a role because you know he he wanted the now I've lost my train of thought why do what was I thinking about I was thinking something about it was like now that now that it's being exposed yeah it was hidden before the election people voted not knowing now it's exposed the the people that were pro-Biden and anti-Trump are now saying, hang on a minute, this is all wrong. If I'd known about this before the election, then I wouldn't have voted that way. And as I said, there was a poll with 17%, an interesting number. I noticed when I was listening to the playback how many 17s that were in there, which of course is the letter Q. Um, but people are now saying, shit, if I'd known about that, I wouldn't have voted for Biden because look at all the corruption. So, you know, 
this is all meant to it was not intended for Trump to win on election day. It was intended for all this um, corruption to play out and all these people to be exposed. And Democrat party, you know, Democrat members or, you know, Democrat registered Democrats are now starting to look and saying, oh, my God, look at all these nominees. Oh, my God, look at the, the Biden family stuff. Oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. So when the election is overturned, then I think there'll be less resistance from a lot of Democrats than there would have been otherwise. Does that make sense? Yes. I think it was planned like that all along, Jan, the plan, the plan. Fernando says, act like you lost will bring out the moles. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's happened with... I mean, look at McConnell saying, you know, we we mustn't, um, Trump must ought to concede, you know, don't challenge the electoral votes, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, and others who have, have said, have been saying, oh, Trump must concede. You know, they're the ones that are the deep state players. Yeah. And of course... They, they're almost being forced to expose themselves because if Trump does succeed, they're toast. And that's they know it. doing all this stuff that is so blatant through complete desperation. It's quite amusing to watch it, actually. It's like, you know, as, a, as, as Q says, you know, we're watching a movie here. It's going to be the best, the greatest movie in the world <laughs> when it's made after all this is over. So, you know, we, there was the movie The Greatest Story Ever Told about the Bible, but this is going to be a, a definite greatest story ever told. And I'm sure it'll it'll be much longer than Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that was three, three uh, you know, parts to it. I think this one is going to be epic. <laughs> well, I think it's a continuation of the Bible. Mm. You know, because so many... So so much. I mean, when I started this out, I wasn't talking spirituality, metaphysics, or any of this thing. You know, when I was 15 years old, and now I look at it and I say, "Oh, we're just fighting the the not fighting, but experiencing the tree of life, which can also be considered the book of life." And that's because Eve and Adam took from the tree of knowledge. And to have the power of the tree, the knowledge, you know, that you get when this happens, you have to understand the difference between good and evil. And it's becoming starkly obvious, the difference between good and evil. <laughs> yeah, that's is the big reveal, and that's what we're seeing now. It's all being revealed. And I think that's the way it was planned to start with. Mm. And so, you know, people are showing their true colors based on what side they're on. Yeah. I was shocked that McConnell really exposed himself so blatantly. That that surprised me. Well, maybe as as I was, you know, going through that um, Operation Warp Speed PDF, 
Uh, if people are prepared to play a role in this, they've already been outed by, you know, the white hats, and they then have to play a role, and if they refuse to play a role, they get the ultimate penalty. You know, again, some of these deep state players could be playing a role because they've already been caught and, you know, have been given their options and they've chosen to, in a way, flip and, you know, play the role that, again, will expose more of the people. I saw a taped a video today. I think the, it was the CEO of Overstock. It was one of those. He was saying that he was contacted by the FBI in 2018 to set up a killery. A bribe, uh, yeah. 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 And now he is able to come out and talk about it. He wasn't able to talk about it for these years. And now he is, and he's so relieved he can, because they were making him out to look like the bad guy. Because mm -hmm. at one point, he was the bad guy. So there, there is what your theory, my theory, your theory, probably Nancy's, right in our faces. Mm. That's it. That's what they do. If you don't play along, we've got all this info about you. Your goose is cooked. Mm -hmm. Especially at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could. Uh, well, last time I went to the uh, Publix, the grocery store, I couldn't find a turkey. Really? Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going tomorrow to see if I can. Not. Well, I need it for the dog. <laughs> We're having duck. Sandy's cooking duck. But um, no turkeys. And the turkeys, I told you, you know, were 20-pounders at Christmas time. <laughs> there wasn't any smaller ones than 20 pounds. Well, I got, well, I got the smallest. That was 19 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. went turkey shopping last week because um, I'm doing a, a Christmas, Christmas Day English dinner. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, and... Uh, because I'm staying here in Arizona, and I'm on uh, my friend's property, Kenny, and uh, I've been to Fry's, which is a, one of the Kroger supermarkets, and um, I always like to get a natural turkey, and I was looking in the, in the freezer um, sections, and there were loads of the kind of standard, probably battery-raised or whatever, turkeys. And there were a few of Kroger's natural. They're called simple something or other. They're more the natural ones. And there are only five of them. I mean, tons of the other ones. And I thought, well, if I want one of those, I'm going to have to get one. So I had to say to Kerry, um, have you got room in your freezer? Because my, I only have a little freezer compartment in the in the travel trailer. That That's full because I got a, a meat order through. And uh, so anyway... I checked out the freezer, the was room, so I bought that, and that's a 14, I got the smallest one, a 14 pounder, um, so that's now going to be cooked on Christmas Day, but uh, <laughs> bless him, Kenny was saying, 14 pounds, that's huge, <laughs> I said, no it's not, 
<laughs> not for a turkey. <laughs> and yes, Sam, I will thaw it early. <laughs> now, let me ask you, um, you, you were talking about some kind of a decree about, I guess, the 24th, going, there's going to be a, a holiday. Well, what was that about again? Yeah, uh, Trump signed an executive order, um, beginning of the week, I think, declaring the 24th as a holiday, a particular public holiday, mainly for government people, and with the caveat that, you know, if there are certain essential services that need to be maintained, then, you know, they would, that, that would be continued. But basically shutting the government side down on the 24th. Do, do you know what kind of a holiday that is? What, what's it said it is? Well, basically making it a day when the, the government offices are closed. But for what reason? Why? Because it's Christmas. There wasn't much of a... Hang on, let me see if I can find it. So he's declaring the day before Christmas a holiday for Christmas. Yeah. I'm, I like that. I could go along with that. Yes, but why is he doing it, Dolly? I don't know. That's what I'm asking, Jan. Well, according to Simon Parks, he's doing it because they want people to be off the streets for longer than like Christmas, he was quoting Christmas and Boxing Day, because Boxing Day is an English holiday so we would be, you know closed, they're, they're public holidays um, hang on, let me, I found an article, Washington Post most federal employees to get the day off December 24th under Trump executive order um most federal employees would get a full day off with pay on December 24th under an order from President Trump that follows a tradition of presidents excusing employees from work on that day when the Christmas Day federal holiday falls on a Friday. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't <laughs> All executive departments and agencies of the federal government should be closed and their employees excused from duty on Thursday 24th of December 2020, the day before Christmas Day, the order says. Like similar past orders, the directive gives agencies discretion to require that certain offices remain open and that certain employees must work as regu regularly scheduled for reasons of national security, defense, or other public need. The past practice has been that those employees generally will be entitled to a pay add-on called holiday pay, which doubles their salary for the day. That consideration and other details, such as how the order affects those not regularly scheduled to work on that day, typically are addressed in follow-up guidance from the Office of Personnel Management that are not being issued as of Monday morning. It has been a common practice of presidents going back decades to grant paid time off, excused absence in government personnel lingo around the Christmas Day holiday in most years. The pattern has been to grant a full day off to make four-day weekends when the 25th falls on a Tuesday or a Thursday, a half-day when it falls on a Wednesday, a Friday or a Saturday, and no time off when it falls on a Sunday or Monday. Well, that contradicts what it said at the beginning. How There's, convenient that they yeah. found that thing and oh, enacted it. 
Yeah, he says, however, Trump broke with that pattern last year when he granted a full day off on Tuesday the 24th. Hmm. So, I don't know. Well, according to Infin H, she's saying, according to the new Yitzavo, you know, the psychic, um, the day before Christmas is going to be a shit hits the fan day, as per her latest video. Mm -hmm. I'm just repeating what was in the chat room. Thank you, Infin. Yes, Mm. well, Russell's been seeing things uh, that there's going to be some major activities from the the 18th of December through, like, for 10 days. I I can't think what was, what's it? end date there and uh, we just keep waiting to see if anything is announced that anything major has happened since yesterday which I haven't seen no no big arrests no big hoopla of anything and then uh, who was it Crystal who came in and said she saw that thing at the the twit from from uh, Trump. So uh, I think something's going to happen, but I don't know what. Well, what did Trump twit? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, geez, I have to run all, all. I have to go back and and see it. Hold on. Well, I don't want to put you out. I thought maybe you just had an idea. I'm not real good today. I can't. Okay, don't I, worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, not, not a big deal. Trump, the Insurrection Act by martial law. This is an attempted coup. Arrests are being carried out all over the world. Biden has surrendered his passport. More to come. What, what did you just say? You were faded out. Under the Insurrection Act, this is a Donald, this is supposedly a Donald Trump tweet. It was posted in the chat room, so there's still some question about whether it's genuine or not. Um, Under the Insurrection Act, I have declared martial law. This was an attempted coup. Arrests are being carried out all over the world. Biden has surrendered his passport. More to come. That's Biden Jr. It just just says Biden. Earlier it said Jr. Not whatever his Hunter. name is, Hunter. Yeah. Well, that one, that was um, somebody. And just here we are. This was Rick from at True News claims to have intel that real Donald Trump will be issuing a martial law in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and likely Arizona as well and fully secure stroke lockdown all election facilities and assets. Marines have already been recalled for duty. This is not a drill. But there was something earlier. Oh, this was from Crystal, Crystal Coast. There was a picture of young Bidet, <laughs> Biden, surrounded by police being led into a building on the same post by Donald Trump. Um... Somebody did mention, hang on, um, this again was Crystal, 
uh, did anyone see a tweet around an hour ago from Donald Trump, which was taken down immediately? He stated that he's going to instigate martial law and that young Biden has surrendered his passport. I can't find the post anywhere now. Some people have said they have saved it to their hard drive, so hopefully it will turn up soon. But in the tr in that Twitter, in that tweet that was that I first read from it, didn't say anything about young Biden. It just said Biden. Yeah. It appears that Hunter is the one they're talking about. Well, I kept asking, where's Hunter? Because, you know, even when, when the news came out about his investigation, it came through the Biden transition team, not him. And where's Hillary? Has anybody seen Hillary? Right up to the election, she was running around. But now I haven't seen anything or heard anything. Anybody heard anything? Not I. Remember no. when Trump started in his rallies with, where's, Bi where's Hunter? Right. I knew then something's up with Hunter. <laughs> he's he's telling us right there something's up with Hunter right now. Because <laughs> he doesn't just say things for the heck of it. Absolutely. He always has a message if you're listening and and got your uh, your decoder working. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's just you know, one of the. Of course. Anyway, let's. So we're near the top of the hour here. So why don't we um, we play? It's a brand new song. I just found it, and it's dedicated to to Dolly Howard. Are oh. you ready? Are you ready, Dolly? I'd be ready. Okay, it's four and a half minutes. Okay. Oh wait a minute. Hold on a second. I'm holding when you nope. wrong. Wonder what happened there. Let me just go over to well I'll just open it up. I think maybe I alright, let's see. Sorry about that. You guys can talk for a second here. <laughs> <laughs> I love your shows, Jen. They're always so informative. <laughs> Well, thank you. I'm just typing in the chat room about what I'm cooking on Christmas Day. <laughs> how, how I'm cooking the turkey. <laughs> I serve it with bread sauce stuffing, and that's stuffing. It's Asian onion stuffing, but with pork sausage meat in it. And Brussels sprouts, and, and if I can find some parsnips. Uh, I also like to do a Swede, which here is that rutabaga. It's a different name. It's weird how the language differs so much. Um, but I don't think I'm going to have Christmas pudding this year because, A, I can't buy it here, and B, I haven't got the facilities to make it myself, which I used to do. <laughs> okay, so are you guys ready? Ready. <laughs> okay, then. I hope you enjoyed that. I this loved is... it. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Say What Show, December 19th, 2020, and that was the Moron Brothers. <laughs> uh, Love the name, the Moron. <laughs> the, the Moron Brothers from Kentucky. You can see YouTube, they've got a lot of other things up there, but this one just seems so appropriate. <laughs> uh, 
God, I hope I don't run out of toilet paper. <laughs> the alternative is not my kind of thing. I want to be a rich person. Let me let me own some toilet paper. Well, I went to the store yesterday, and there was plenty, not yesterday, the day before yesterday, and there was plenty where I am. I mean, I don't go through that much anyway, but <laughs> there wasn't We any. have plenty. And then when Russell moved down, he brought some too. <laughs> we have enough <laughs> for quite a while. Okay, then. Sounds like uh, we're all prepped up here. <laughs> anyway, so, um, okie dokie. So we've talked about a few things, and I I'm wondering... What are you feeling or what are you knowing about the 21st and the solstice? I mean, there, there's all sorts of things happening then. You got any feelings on it, Jan? Not particularly. Um, I know everybody's saying, you know, it's going to be this um, monumental day and we've got the, in effect, and I can't remember what the astronomical stuff is, but, you know, it's going to produce like a star of Bethlehem for the first time in 600 years, I think, this conjunction or this positioning. Um, so I'm kind of open to seeing what happens because, you know, we had this big hype about 2012 and there wasn't that there wasn't a kind of apocalyptic shift that everybody was expecting. But, uh, you know, it was more a shift of energy. And I think it may be that certain things start to unfold as a result. But I don't have any particular insights into it, I have to say. Um, the ASETI organization, you know, James Gilliland is doing a, a meditation, I think it's at 10.22 Mountain Time on Monday, which is, um, there's something about that time, I can't remember what it is exactly, but, um, you know, it's focused on, we're going to manifest, you know, this take down the deep state, the new paradigm, you name it, so... That's as much as I get so wrapped up in all the flipping political stuff, you know, that I have to get ready for the for the Saturday. And as I was saying to you on the phone earlier, Nancy, these Saturdays come round so quickly. I can't believe how fast the time's going. Well, this year is almost gone. I know. We're two weeks out. And it was last Christmas, only a, a you know a blink of an eye ago. Oh. Yeah, I mean, to me, it feels like we should be at the end of June or maybe the 1st of July, not the end of December. Mm. And that, that increment got more and more and more as we went through the year. Yeah. I mean, time definitely sped up. Absolutely. So, Fernando, Fernando made a comment about JFK Jr. And... Um, you know, it's like, yeah, I'll wait until they find out who JFK Jr. is. <laughs> I just find that, you know, provocative. Well, isn't he JFK Jr.? 
Maybe it's Fernando. Oh. <laughs> Fernando, come on, confess. Yeah, tell us, Fernando, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got banned from YouTube, so he's in with the you know the, the good the good people, the ones that are banned. <laughs> he made big time. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a badge of honor, isn't it, when you when you when you're taken down or you're fact checked or. <laughs> It's like, oh, I must be onto something good here. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. So, where are we going to go? We've talked about biblical law. That's what we should look at. The 163, what was it? 613 laws. laws. Oh, 613. Maybe I'll do that. <coughs> you guys talk while I see if I can Google. You're going to find all those laws? I bet somebody's got them listed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what are you doing at Christmas, Dolly? Um, we're staying home, of course. Uh, are turkey or duck or? We're making ham. Oh. We make ham on Christmas. Mm -hmm. we, we like ham. And I'm going to make some. If I can that day, uh, potato salad and and the usual potato salad and and deviled eggs and uh, the pink stuff I make and which I made some today because Russell wanted it and uh, I can't think. Well, we usually have a pie, mm -hmm. uh, um, cookies. I have to make some cookies like sugar cookies or Grandma Oliver's date-filled cookies. Um, whatever we can think of. Oh, oh, and the green bean salad with the onions on the top. <coughs> Very that's, nice. That's our traditional type Christmas. Of course, you know, for, for the U.S. people... They've had turkey on Thanksgiving, but of course we Brits, we don't have that. So turkey right. is our big, you know, thing on Christmas Day. Yeah. I was wondering why you having turkey on Thanksgiving. I forgot. I mean, on Christmas, I forgot y'all don't have uh, that day, Thanksgiving. That's right. That's <laughs> I apologize. I had to take my teeth off. I did have some turkey on Thanksgiving, but it was just some bits and pieces that were sent down from one of Kenny's friends. But I'm going to do the full Monty meal. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> what is full Monty? Oh, have you not heard? There's, um, there's a movie, a UK movie made. Oh, probably couple of decades ago called The Full Monty. Well, and I did it, hear there was a movie like yeah, that. And it's hilarious because it's it's about these these guys in this northern town are <laughs> getting together and and doing The Full Monty is like stripping off completely and they do this show because you know there've been these various um, groups and I forgot I've forgotten the names of them who were going to these um, nightclubs and all the women were crowding because they were doing a strip show. But it was this bunch of 
not very glamorous looking uh, northern guys do, putting on this show called, um, you know, that was stripping. So Full Monty is going the whole way. Uh-huh. It's become a state, you know, going the Full Monty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I can just admit, did they show it? Did they really show the full Monty? No, I think they they did the usual thing of, you know, putting a hat in front or something. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's a hilarious movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> in fact, I'm I'm, um, I'm subscribed to BritBox because I like to watch a lot of the um, British comedies. I've just finished watching To the Manor Born, which is really funny. I must have a look on there, see if they've got the movie <laughs> and watch it again. <laughs> it's a bit like Callan, you know, Calendar Girls. That was similar. Did you ever see that? That was um, a bunch of women in, uh, I think that was Yorkshire as well. And um, they, they were all members of the Women's Institute and they got together to make a calendar to raise money because it one of the women's husband had died of cancer and they were doing a fundraiser for something for the hospital and they ended up doing this nude calendar because <laughs> you know we've been through this the this, this series of you know firemen putting out a new calendar <laughs> they decided they were going to do a new calendar and they ended up i mean it, I'm not, I don't know if it's a, tr- I think it might even be a true story. I'm not absolutely sure. Oh, but in Hollywood, they get invited over to Hollywood because they become famous. And um, anyway, that's a really good movie as well. <laughs> no, I don't watch that many movies, really. And especially when they're supposedly comedy. I don't have the kind of comedy most people have. The, the humor i don't i don't appreciate what most people do well i think you know the thing i find or have found is that british humor is a lot more subtle than american humor somehow a lot of american humor is is kind of really in your face and it's i mean apart from people like um Oh, Benny Hill. I never used to like him. I mean, it was just crazy. But there's quite a lot of subtle humour and innuendo um, that makes me chuckle. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I do enjoy watching comedy. Um, I mean, another favourite on British TV was um, Vicar of Dibley. And that was Dawn French as the first woman vicar that goes to this little village and they're absolutely aghast at the, the fact that they've got a woman vicar and that that's hilarious as well. So <laughs> Well I when I was little they always they had uh three guys that beat each other up. Oh, I forgot. I forgot what they're called, but I, I hated them. I hated it right from the first time I saw it because they always hit each other and, and they hurt each other and it wasn't 
funny to me. People mm. were getting hurt. Three Stooges. Ah, right. Yeah. I hate it. I hate them. I, I mean, I don't like to watch them. No, I don't like them like that. But I like gentle humor. <laughs> so I actually did find those that list. Mm, I just saw you posted the link. Yes. Mm. And, you know, it's like any legal book I've ever seen. I don't want to read it. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they go through and they break it into a lot of different categories, you know. But in the social one, it's like on lending money to the poor without interest. If thou lend money to any of my people that is poor by thee, thou shalt not be to him as a usurer, neither shalt thou lay, him, lay upon him usury. So I guess they're not supposed to be charging interest. Whoops. Well, there's a bunch of usurers now. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe yeah. we could go through at some point and, and just tick off all the ones that have been broken. You can't get the flu. All you can get is COVID. Yeah, the flu. COVID cured the flu. Nobody COVID, gets flu anymore. COVID cured the flu. Yeah. yeah. Apparently as well. COVID is very smart. Very. Really? <laughs> it never attacks people who are rioting or tearing people's businesses down or things like burning cities down. It doesn't attack them. Only the people who go to church or who have restaurants. Well, if you're standing up in a restaurant, not if you're sitting down at a table. Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah, oh. you can't walk in without a mask, but you can sit down at a table and take your mask off. And and actually, I, I one restaurant I went to before I left Durango, I can walk out without a mask. I just can't walk in without a mask. <laughs> so I, I flashed my medical exempt card and that dealt with that, but uh, I did talk, talking of masks, uh, I found, and I can't find the link and it's really infuriating me but i ended up with a link to it's like a patriot store thing and they had a mask that said something like this doesn't work <laughs> on it <laughs> Which <was> hilarious <laughs> well it says on the packaging of most of the masks those paper things they're wearing it says on the packaging this is not you know a, a barrier for viruses and yeah. other stuff but, you know, so, I mean, it's it's such unbelievable. I just posted a chart, and the chart goes back a 10-year cycle talking about the uh, average amount of deaths in the United States. And, of course, as it goes up, the population is going up. I mean, as that year gets more. But the reality is that, okay, last year in the year, oh, since two. 2017, 18, and 19, the percentage of deaths in the United States from all diseases was 0.9%. Okay? And in 2020, at the end of November, I guess it is, um, the, the statistic is 0.8%. So 
the average over any given year is 8% of the population dies. So where is the spike? Where's what? all these COVID deaths? <laughs> Yes. You know, I mean, I was talking to somebody and they were, might have been one of you guys, talking about, you know, how gunshot wounds have been declared COVID deaths. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. That's the time we were together, I think. I forgot when it was that. And it's down, based on, down from it's down. 19 percentage. Mm-hmm. And, um... To 2017, 18, and 19, actually. So. Well, we're not quite at the end of the, the, the thing. But again, if you go to look up, I heard somebody the other night, an MD, said, do you realize there's no flu deaths? No, there's no flu. The flu is gone. Yeah. You know, and also, <laughs> pharmacists saying that they haven't uh, sold any of the, is it tamazepam or something? Some kind of flu typical flu medication they haven't sold any of it because nobody's well, been diagnosed why? with flu yeah <laughs> you wouldn't take it unless you thought you had the flu but you got covid yeah it, it's, you know and now they're talking about oh hydrochloroquine is actually yes it is a treatment yes trump was right i mean <laughs> people well, saying Trump was right and just saying well actually now we've decided that uh, hydroxychloroquine is okay to prescribe <laughs> well we're not going to mention the fact that Trump said it was you know a good solution <laughs> and they went into meltdown talking about hydrogen chloride <laughs> I mean yeah they want he wants you to drink bleach you know no 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 it's not what the word said <laughs> It's like they were, they're, they're nuts. They're absolutely insane. But hopefully they're waking up. So, um, okay, so, yes, we hope everybody wakes up. We hope you get to a point where you understand what Jan was saying or that article was saying about, you know, it, it, hopefully, well, I do believe that there's been enough planning that they planned for, I think they got surprises when they were in the underground. I think they found places they didn't know existed and that they found troops that shouldn't have been there. Like maybe, at first I, I thought, well, maybe it's, you know, some kind of ETs, but maybe it was the Chinese. Is the Chinese. Oh, um, yeah. That, that reminds other- me. <clears throat> Did you notice lately how they're pushing aliens? Who's pushing uh-huh. aliens? Um... Uh, the media. media. Well, I saw Tucker Carlson had a thing on alien yeah, ships. Tucker did. Who else? Other has? medias. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, it's on TV, and uh, like the uh, uh, the show, the Alien Show. Well, of course, they've always been talking about it, but <clears throat> now they're alien. Saying, huh? You mean the ancient Alien Show? Yes, yes, that one. Um, And now they're saying that the uh, pyramids were built by the aliens who who fathered us, sired us, whatever you call it. Uh, So they're really pushing the alien agenda. Plus, they're bringing out uh, videos that where 
the alien spaceships have been seen, like at Arizona, uh, the Air Force, where they, where the aliens were attacking the Air Force uh, uh, airplanes, and there's just they're bringing out the aliens now. So don't be surprised if some morning you wake up and there's an alien ship over your house. But see, I don't know. I don't know. Is it going to be real aliens? Or is it going to be pretend aliens? Because <clears throat> we got the Space Force now, so we have the equipment for it. Well, also Project Bluebeam, because that's been predicted for quite some time that, that you know, the deep state would um, create this fake invasion, alien invasion, using Project Bluebeam. Yeah. So that's interesting. But um, perhaps it's preparing people. I mean, let's face it, the agenda has always been the fear thing around aliens, you know. It's like Independence Day and all the rest of it um, and War of the Worlds and you name it. It's all been brainwashing people into a state of fear. Well, what gets me is... They invite the aliens to come to us, to come to Earth. They send out records saying all these different things so the aliens will know, and and they're invited to Earth. And then they get here, and they want uh, the Earthlings want to kill them. What <laughs> the heck? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh, well. I don't think that uh, I saw something. Was it today? I can't something, and I didn't really have time to look at it. But something that said the Galactics have been in in contact with the Pentagon and um, and Trump or the Trump team. Um, but then also, uh, you know, I've heard that that they've been in in touch with other presidents but it's been deemed that you know humanity isn't ready to be exposed to the idea of ets being real (laughs) they're very patronizing about us aren't they we couldn't they're just ridiculous i I don't think i'd believe it if one stood in front of me, I don't think I would believe it was real. And and did you see where um, Trump said today that they want to call the Space Force people guardians? <laughs> guardians of the galaxy. Yes, guardians. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, actually, I, I love that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I really like it. Guardians of the galaxy. Um, uh, I remember who it was. It might have been David Wilcock or somebody in the alternative media talking about movies that were really more truth than fiction and Guardians of the Galaxy was one of them, I'm pretty sure. Stargate was another one, especially the TV series, which is, I actually watched the whole thing on Netflix before I kicked Netflix into touch because of its affiliation with the Obamas and various other things. Uh, but Stargate is supposed to be, I think it was David Wilcock actually, 
that was saying that Stargate had a lot of truth in it. And, you know, Star Trek was apparently channeled by a woman. I don't know her name, but Greg Rosenberry, who wrote the Star Trek series, would be in this group with this woman channeling all this information. He basically create the series from the information that she was channeling and it's been said that star wars is you know not really fiction and uh so there's a lot of stuff out there it's interesting because also there's this you know a lot of people were commenting on the fact that the space force logo is very very similar to the star trek logo so <laughs> it's like Okay, so all of this has been real. We've been brainwashed into thinking that it's all fictional. But actually, it's now being kind of dripped out. Oh, you know, we're guardians of the galaxy. Oh, really? I must say, actually, I must think about watching that series because I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's great fun. I, I love that series. Um mm-hmm. Okay, so I looked over to see if there was any more monoliths because when Johnny was on last week, we asked her, you know, are the ETs responsible for these monoliths? And it was yes. And somebody else, again, you know, I I apologize for myself and for Jan (laughs) because there's so much information out there that you're trying quickly to see what's out there. And I, 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 Jan and I are both having the problem of where did I hear that? You know what? And we used to be really good at that, but there's just so much information that keeps coming out. Um, so, but anyway, um, I heard that that this was. Oh, I know where I got it from. Yeah, okay. So it was somebody that I highly rec- respect. It was a conversation over the telephone, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they're putting those monoliths in different places, almost like doing acupuncture on the earth to to balance energy grids." Um, I, I like the story about, you know, Stanley, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 Space Odyssey, and every time you see a monolith, some massive change to humanity occurs. I like that interpretation, and that they're just, hey, we're here, and we're coming. Knock, knock. <laughs> that would sure make people wake up, right? <laughs> well, you would think. And I can't find put a meme together it's a gif i think or something showing this monolith and i think the caption is now we know what they're all about and it shows the walls of the monolith opening and there's trump in there doing a dance oh Oh. Oh. i have to find that Did you yeah. copy it or share it or do anything with it? You just saw it. I just saw, I think it, I saw it in a chat room. I think I've seen it on Facebook as well. I didn't want to use up too much bandwidth while we're Oh, right. right. <laughs> but uh, let's see if I can find it. Because <laughs> it was hilarious, I must say. I really like that. <laughs> you know, people of course, so- only, only a true... Uh, alternative or digital you know reporting news reading people would know the connection there between the monoliths and trump you know that's just it's too special and i i i keep wondering you know where's q 
Okay, I'm going to... Hey, Q, just, you know, you listen to us all the time. You know, just make one post. You know, all systems well, go. All systems go. Last week, which was the we ain't going to take anymore. Yeah, I just want to know that they're listening to me. Go ahead, tell us that. You know, just, all systems go. Just put it, post it. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, you never know. I would pass out if that happened. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for you to react to this, you know. Holy like, crap. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, is she for real? <laughs> never know, do we? Until we nope, try. We if you can't imagine it, it can't come true. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. So, um, are you going to Ani's uh, Zoom party? Who, me? Any of you, either of you. When is it? Today, after the show. Oh, I didn't know about it. You didn't get invited? Uh-oh. I got well, invited. everybody who listened to her show got invited, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I just, I think she mentioned it last week, didn't she? And then I forgot about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Facebook. I, I would love to, but... Okay, so I, I got this technical question because, you know, it's a Christmas party and it's a bring-your-own type of thing. And the only thing I have is my um, eggnog. But the eggnog came from last Christmas, and it, oh. seems, it seems to have a little cur curdling along the edges. Jan, is this still safe to drink? I don't know, because I'm not big into eggnog. Maybe you should just get a little whisk and mix it back together again. Oh, it is. It is got whiskey in it. No, a whisk. Oh, a whisk. Oh, a whisk. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I've got a whisk that'll go into the bottle. I think maybe what? I'll shake it. <laughs> or shake it. Well, Put take it, it out of the bottle and whisk in a glass. And, and oh, yeah. good, good Lord. <laughs> I, think I've got, I think I've got another bottle there. Maybe I'll open that one up. And then when Peter comes, I'll, I'll give him the one that seems a little curdled. He doesn't seem to mind. <laughs> But I don't show oh. it to him. <laughs> well, no wonder he doesn't mind. Poor <laughs> tell him, Peter. <laughs> yeah. But I do, have, I, do have I do have I do have I do have chocolate ice cream, so you know I could always substitute or pour it over. I've actually poured it over the chocolate ice cream. That's pretty good. Well, actually, I like Bailey's for that. Ah. Uh. Bailey's. I mean, Bailey's is dangerous because, I mean, it's so good, I would drink a whole bottle without thinking about it. Now, even I drink Bailey's. It's lovely in coffee. Uh -huh. But it's awesome on ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll be uh, Christmas Day's dessert. Ice cream with Bailey's all over it. <laughs> Well, you know, let's see. Is this true? What? Is this true? Yes. Next Saturday is the 25th, which means no, that... 26th. I mean 26th. So that, that means it's after Christmas, you know. So so we should just, you know, spend the li little bit we got left of this, t about 20 minutes, and talk about Christmas, you know, so people can think about good times of Christmas and... Um, one of the things that I really, it, it makes a memorable Christmas, you know, they don't, they all run together unless you got something special that happens. This one Christmas, I learned how to make, uh, what is it, Armaged Arma 
It's Amaretto. Amaretto. Thank you. And ah. oh my God, it was so good. And so it was funny because that Christmas I made this stuff up, and then somebody bought a bottle of you know the actual bottle. And when we tasted the, the, the theirs compared to mine, we drank mine. It, our, mine was much better. So I got into looking at recipes, and one of these recipes was a raspberry cordial thing. And basically what you're doing is you're taking a bunch of alcohol, putting some sugar in it, and pouring in uh, raspberries, frozen raspberries. And then you let them sit and do their thing, you know. So... And then you have to strain out the raspberries, you know, to get the cordial. So I take I take the raspberries over as a topping for ice cream, you know, to a party. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Not only did people get absolutely zonkered on these on this ice cream and fruit, but but they the, the raspberries stained their mouths. So everybody <laughs> oh had these, these purple mouths, and they were all drunks and skunks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's why it's so memorable. All I can see was these mouse and mouse all, you know, purpleized. <laughs> so, yeah, but I lost the, those recipes, and I'm, I'm, I should try to hunt them down again because, oh, and then there was one, oh, my God, what the heck was that thing? Oh, bananas. Oh, my God, don't ever toss in the bananas instead of the raspberries. Because the bananas have got so much more sugar that the alcohol count was like, I mean, I opened up the, the container and I almost passed out because of the fumes. My <laughs> eyes watered, my chest like, a, oh, I'm poisoned. I, geez. <laughs> so, there are pitfalls to this, but, you know, hey, listen, if you don't try it, you don't know. So, <laughs> oh, dear. Now, were you one that hated Christmas, Dolly? I think I remember you hated yeah, Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. I do. Yeah. So we'll just let we'll just skim over you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jan, Jan, do you like Christmas? Yeah, I do. I love it actually. Although not as much as I did when I was a kid, but you know, and in fact, I was saying I haven't actually put a Christmas tree. Up. Yeah, I've got a little Christmas tree that I usually put in my trailer and i haven't put it up yet because it's really weird being in arizona you know with the warmth and the bright blue skies it's like this isn't i mean i'm talking temperatures equivalent to an english summer you know and it's like this can't be christmas you know i've got i mean it's just about going starting to go dark beautiful sunsets here i have to say they're absolutely stunning and uh you know, I've still got my outer door open and just the screen door and Keisha's out playing. <laughs> and it's like, this can't be Christmas. So I haven't quite got into that Christmas spirit so much um, this year. But yes, I do love Christmas. And, um, you know, I've got the opportunity to cater for people this year, which is something I enjoy doing. Making good food with lots of love in it. That definitely adds to the flavor so yeah I love it but I'm not so much in I mean it's different when um, you know when my children were young you know and we'd you know fill the Christmas stockings and there was a lot more to it and uh, that was really fun 
definitely over indulging them absolutely no doubt about that my um my whole thing about christmas now is you know I, i'm not into the commercialism but uh yeah i do like christmas i've no reason not to One of the memorable things from my childhood goes back to those Christmas trees because I grew up when the Christmas tree was a Christmas tree. It was a live thing, you know. And then they came up with these aluminum trees. I have no idea why, except somebody needed to make money, I guess. And they just, you know, were so phony, so awful. There was no smell to the tree. Oh, my God. Because I saw them in other people's houses. So one Christmas, Mom decides that she's going to get one of these trees. And she brings it home. And she's got ten kids that went into a complete meltdown. Are you crazy, said the older ones. And the other ones went, you know and so she she was forced by her family to go get a real tree and we always had the tree up in the sunroom it's just like a sun parlor just a beautiful beautiful room we put the tree in there so i come down on christmas day and it was early and the only person that was up before me was my brother mark who was like I don't know, 14 years younger than I am. And Mark is sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. Mark, what's the matter? What's the matter? And he said, Santa Santa didn't come. And I went, what? And I look at the, the sun parlor, and he's, damn it, he's right. There's nothing there except what was underneath it the night before. But I knew different. And I said, why don't you go check out the other tree in the den? Because she had put the bony one in the den and there was his Christmas there it was but I thought to myself because I was like 16 years old or something I got that bitch she really got the family there but Mark was the guy that found it none of the others are going to go through that angst just Mark I think it scarred him for life <laughs> uh, yeah oh I, I got with, with 10 kids you always have a lot of stories yeah Christmas. I always liked Christmas. We got off from school. A lot of times we had the snow. Oh, and those, 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 you know, snowing the night before Christmas. Oh, talk about magic. Mm. And it was much more Santa Claus than the, you know, the Catholic religion thing. <laughs> you know, we, I don't think we really made the, you sort of make the connection that Jesus was the baby, but you know, in your mind, it's all about Santa. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then there's that. <laughs> but, oh, my goodness. Well, That's I just a meme oh. that I, I was scroll, scrolling through Facebook trying to find this meme with the, the uh, monolith, and I came across one that you were talking about Christmas trees. I've got this Christmas tree sitting at his computer looking at... <laughs> A tree that's lost all its leaves. It's like a naked tree. <laughs> Which I thought was amusing. <laughs> well, my Aunt Peg sent me a tree for Christmas once, and it was like the um, Charlie Brown tree. You know, it's only about, I don't know, 18 inches high, and it's only got a couple of branches, and it had one big old ornament on it. <laughs> 
I should go find out where that is. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> My house has been flooded three times in the last, you know, few months, and it's like I don't even know what what condition certain rooms are because I haven't quite opened up the door yet. Are you guys dry? <laughs> what 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 got hurt? You know, but I'm working on it. I got the awful awful room done yesterday. For some reason, I have a lot of energy in the recent few days. I don't know what that's about. It's like I'm doing, 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 you know? So, um, it's 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 an interesting time we're living in, I must say. I must say. It is indeed. And um, let me see. Where is it? There's a message from Joy, I think. It is in... Uh, in the chat, do you do mince meat over there? It isn't mince meat; it's mixed fruit, grated cooking apples, suet and sugar, and brandy and sherry. Um, we don't have it over here in the U.S., but I used to make it myself in the U.K. because the commercial stuff is just so sweet and sugary. And I used to make it um, all probably a month or so before Christmas, and put lots of brandy in it. I, I'm a great fan of Delia Smith, who is this great cook from the UK. And, you know, all my Christmas recipes are hers. And she laces everything with brandy. So, you know, I'd make the mincemeat to make into mince pies. I'd make uh, the Christmas cake. And, you know, you make that a couple of months before Christmas. And what you do is you, you make holes. And after you've baked it, and it's a rich fruit cake. You bake it and you put holes in the top and you feed it brandy. So, you know, <laughs> you'd basically keep pouring little bits of brandy in until Christmas. And uh, and then you'd also have Christmas pudding, which, of course, in that case, and I think with the Christmas cake and the Christmas pudding, um, before you cook it, you soak well, before you make it, you soak the fruit, the dried fruit, the currants, the raisins, the sultanas. You soak them in brandy, so they actually absorb the brandy. I mean, it is absolutely first rate, I have to say. But, you know, you have a couple of mince pies and, you know, you're probably over the limit. <laughs> is Is that... Sort of like the, uh, what do they call them, the fruitcake thing that we've got here? I don't remember them being alcohol, though, right? Or is Sorry? it different? Is it what? The, the, we have that, that crazy-ass fruitcake thing, you know, that they think there's only about ten of them around, but everybody's gotten one at some Christmas or another. <laughs> they go around the world. <laughs> ne- never opened. <laughs> Nobody, nobody eats them. Nobody <laughs> eats them, but everybody gets them. For, sometime in your life, you've gotten a, a, you know, that as a gift. Or your, my mother did. I never got one. My, I think maybe somebody tried, and I said, "Not in your life. Take it back." <laughs> <laughs> oh. My grandma, my great grandma, who lived to be a hundred and two, used to make fruit cakes. Not too many people ate it when we got together. She'd always have some to take home. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people love my fruit cake. In fact, somebody, I, I once I made one when the girls were in primary school, 
And one of the teachers at the school said, oh, can you make one for me? Because, you know, a lot of cakes, fruit cakes, are a bit are dry and heavy. And mine were, well, I'm bragging now, but people loved my fruit cake, my mince pies, my Christmas pudding. <laughs> and uh, you don't really have the, the facilities to do things like that in a little travel trailer. I mean, I haven't got an oven, but all it's got is bottom heat, and it's not the best thing. But um, the Chris, this Christmas dinner will be cooked a house here in a proper uh, oven. So it'll be interesting because I'm not, I haven't used this oven, so I'm just hoping I can get it right. <laughs> so. so you're going to use Kenny's oven? Yeah. Yeah, I'm nice. going to over there. So, well, yeah, how would you? You wouldn't be able to cook a full turkey at your house. I mean, I mean, not last Christmas because last Christmas I went to a friend's house near Bayfield in Colorado, um, and we had Christmas there. The year before that was was the year we actually did the the live shows. If I remember, Nancy, you know, we yeah. did. We did a morning one, and then we did, because I think, I'm just trying to think what day it was, but, but anyway, we also did a four till six show, I think it, it was a say what or something live, so I didn't start cooking my Christmas dinner till like six o'clock, but I, I, I bought a turkey breast. Because that I could fit into the oven, a, pro a full turkey, no way, because it's not very deep. But I had managed to get a turkey breast, so I got that. And I was, after the show at six, I was, you know, making the bread sauce and cooking the veggies. And I mean, it must have been eight or nine o'clock before I actually ate Christmas dinner. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I can do certain things as long as it's, you know, it's small enough to fit in the oven. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm going over to Sandy's, <clears throat> and um, that should be interesting because Cindy's going to be there. You know, the trumper that hates me. <laughs> I guess. Oh I guess, my gosh. Yeah. Does well, she know you're going to be there? Yeah, I'm sure. So Cindy is the trumper that hates you. Yes, Sandy's the one that is a. It, it hates Trump, but he doesn't go in. She doesn't go into the. And she's had some kind of an awakening because, you know, after the conversation today, and it wasn't more than 20 minutes, maybe 25, but I don't even. Th I think it was more like 20. Um, and but we we're talking about other things, and um, oh yeah, and I was so embarrassed. You know, she's got a great Dane there, right? And Shiloh Shiloh dog goes over with me now. He's somebody that he was when somebody put him in my yard when he was young puppy you know an older puppy but puppy and he kept getting mange and one of my friends that owns a pet store said if you get him fixed the mange will go away so very young he was fixed so i've never seen him in any way shape or form act like he's humping he's over there trying to hump that great great dane i was so embarrassed I said, what are you doing and i'm going like oh and sandy sandy starts laughing and i said 
and 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 Gulliver's just laying there, and I, she said, "I don't know what it is about him, but he." She says, "All the dogs that come over want to do that to him." And he's, I, was, I was so embarrassed. Shallow, like, what are you doing? My God, embarrassing me like that. So I don't know what that was about. But how did I get on that? Oh, because oh, but at the end of the conversation, um, I was walking back to the house, and Sandy yelled at me. Great, com great, great time, great conversation, which she's never said to me before. So there's, there's, it'll be interesting to see if Cindy has gone through some kind of a, a change. But I'm not going to ask, do you like Trump now? I ain't going to do that. Mm -mm. Yeah, mm -mm. we'll see what happens. You said that she was a Trumper. I mean, no, she's an anti-Trumper. Deranged. She's got the derangement. Oh. <clears throat> Sandy does not have the derangement. But she's an anti-Trumper. Both of them are. But Cindy goes into a rage. So, um, <laughs> but see, Sandy is like, she decorates all up in Christmas. She's got the tree up. She's got the ornaments. She's even got these heaters that look like fireplaces that are really mesmerizing. You know, they, they just stare into them and they're like little fires. All sorts of Christmas stuff all over. So... <clears throat> she always has it at her house because cause she does Christmas. I know. Mm -mm. And that decorated this year. Did she? She doesn't. She doesn't usually do that. I was shocked. But it's really nice. Of course, uh, we're having trouble with furlock and the decorations, but we're getting through it. We're, now, are the cats? Did the feline stuff work? I think it is because uh, my girls are not attacking Furlock. Furlock never did attack the girls. He just tried to make friends, but he'd growl at first. But then he got so, he was just trying to make friends with them, but the girls are real bitches. Uh -huh. And so when we got that and I plugged it in that night, the girls were not chasing him and trying to bite him and hit him. They would just growl at him if he looked at them. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it is getting better every day, their tolerance of each other. Now, last night they were, Amber, no, Sagey was under the bed. Furlock was at the foot of the bed on the corner. He was laid down, sprawled out, rolling over, and Sagey was just sitting there looking at him. So I think it's making progress. I well, once, <clears throat> once you see that they're all acclimated, you don't have to keep that on. <clears throat> oh, good. No, <clears throat> because once they get over, you know, the anxiety and all the stuff that goes with it and they're okay, you just have to unplug that. And then I would, like, cover it up and just put it put it away until you see that there might be another problem or that they need another dose of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he seems like a lover, that that little guy. Oh, he Furlock? is so smart. Furlock, yeah. What's his color? What's like he look Furlock like? Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. I mean, uh -huh. <laughs> that's his name, Furlock Holmes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Russell did that. Uh, and okay, then, we we're about to uh, have to hang up here. So, well, why don't you um, you want to finish? I cut you off there, but I just want you to know we got about a minute and a half. Oh, I don't know what I was going to say. 
Well, it says it's only 5.57 here. Yeah, I know, but this thing is on a countdown. Oh. And, and, if, and it's weird because if I don't shut down before like a minute or 45 seconds, it doesn't catch the end of the show as a recording. I don't know what that's about. So I've just learned to shut down a little, you know, not not at the zero point in the hour. Because the time takes for me to disconnect to the station, I think, is it? I don't know what it is, but anyway. So you want to say bye-bye to everybody? To me? Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for everybody for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our fun show. I've enjoyed it. And um, I'll see you oh, next week, hopefully. Cosmic Creating Show. Yep, and you can find it on the archives. Go to CosmicReality.com, and there's archives. You just hit the radio tab, and it'll drop down. You see archives. You can go pick up all our archives. And you can go to um, all any of the podcast sources, you know, from Amazon to, uh, what do they call that, the Apple thingy. Um, and we're on all of those now. The shows are up on those. I did post a YouTube uh, video simply because I didn't think they would find fault with programming water. <laughs> That's all we talked about. And Shungite. A lot of Shungite information in there. So I did put that up. But um, anyway, Dolly, you want to say goodnight? Yes. Am I going to be talking with them um, before Christmas? Yes, on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Then I won't say Merry Christmas yet. <laughs> But just in case, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody, <laughs> and Happy New Year. <laughs> well, okay. we'll, have, we'll be speaking before New Year, so I will say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>